tried to do this a couple of, uh, Ben, what is it, six months ago? Something like that? Maybe a year. Maybe a year ago, but Ben had to decide to like get a real job, move out to Pennsylvania, made this all very difficult. Cole did the same thing, and me, I'm just being a loser still back at home. But for hopefully moving forward, we're going to be back doing this podcast. It is the third rotation. I'm here with my friend Ben. I am on location. Cole, however, is not because... Yeah, he doesn't feel like driving. He pretends like he works a lot. But what's going on, Cole? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. Um, so you get this uh, podcast back up around. Exactly, exactly. Hopefully this goes well. I do have Cole on the phone in a ceramic bowl directly next to our recording device. So hopefully everybody can hear everybody properly. And hopefully I'm not echoing too much. But uh, we're going to start here with some NBA trade deadline stuff. Mostly NBA stuff today. Um, we'll start off with Ben over here. What do we think about what's going on in Philly with this Tobias deal, everything that's going on? Um, I mean, after last night's game, it didn't look too great. But, I mean, after the Lakers game, after the Nuggets game, yeah. they, I mean, it looks good. I just, it'll be interesting to see how Brett Brown kind of. Like, brings it all together. Brings it together and kind of brings the bench into it. Losing Shamit was pretty I mean, what uh, bench? Think, like, what exactly bench well, do they possess? I thought Shaman was a perfect person to have once JJ comes off the court, um, having that guy that's going to... Yeah, Shaman, Shaman was definitely a piece. But, like, I'm saying now, they like their bench is legitimately non-existent. Like, what, like... It, it was just a, a piece they needed. Now it's it's figuring out which two stars stay, you know, on the court at the same time together. Exactly. When they're kind of, you know, giving players rest. Is it going to be Simmons and Tobias? Is it going to be Jimmy and Embiid? Yeah, I definitely think Tobias solves their shooting issues. Like, essentially, they were, it was only Reddick from the outside. And you had Ben trying to, like, do all these different things without shooting, and Embiid pretends like he can shoot. Not even... It does, but I think it's more of his driving ability, too. Um, gotcha. To drive and dish, but could also shoot, because Simmons is the same way, but no one's threatened by his three-point shooting or his even pull-up. Tobias kind of checks all those boxes out for him and isn't a very... I mean, I think he's an underrated defender. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at defensive metrics, actually, for whatever reason the other day, and he's, like... Like directly average as a defender, and if he's above average offensively, which he showed that he is in LA, that's definitely a player. But it all comes down to if Philly keeps all four of these guys and pays all this crazy luxury tax, that's the only or like makes it to the finals this year. That's the only way this trade makes sense, right? Yeah, and if Jimmy, we all know Jimmy's a little crazy in the head. If he wants to, <laughs> a little, <laughs> no, yeah. no nice guy, Jimmy Butler, like. You gotta love Jimmy Buckets, though. But if he wants to be that fourth fiddle of this whole thing, because it's Simmons and Embiid first, always drafted by him. Mm-hmm. They're the process, basically. Yeah. And Tobias has got big name that can do it all. Jimmy's kind of that 
hard-nosed defender that could drive and play defense, guard the best guy. Yeah, essentially, yeah. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how it all folds. I think Tobias is going to be perfect for that team. Yeah, and he's going to be slid, and, and he's going to be slid down defensively to guard essentially what the third best player on the yeah. other team. Right? right, that's not the problem for him right now. It's it's the Celtics basically took whoever McConnell or JJ was. Yeah, and just picked being them. covered by and abused them with. They had Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, exactly. Tatum go on them. It was. Uh, yeah, I heard. I heard what Bill Simmons talking the other day on Twitter saying how like would you like this trade for Philly more if the same deal was for uh, Drew Holiday, like the exact same deal with all the picks, all the everything. You just have Drew Holiday instead of another wing guy like Butler. Uh, not really. Because why do you? So you can have somebody to guard Kyrie in the playoffs. That's that was essentially his point. Do they though? But I don't, I don't know. I just feel like Boston's a bad matchup. As much as a Kyrie's a bad matchup for Kyrie's a bad matchup for everybody. But <laughs> you could say the same thing about him on defense versus the uh yeah. versus Sixers. Yeah, you, you can just pick on him. Yeah, you you're gonna trust him. him to cover JJ running around the whole time. He's not gonna do exactly. that. He doesn't want to do that. You would have to stick him you on You would have somebody. to put him on Butler who could abuse him in the post or mm-hmm. hit fadeaways over him. You're not putting him on Tobias. Yeah. You're not putting him on Ben Simmons. And you're definitely not putting him on a beat. I feel you, but no, perfect way to bring Cole in, bring him back to if Philly keeps all four of these guys, or if they don't, what about Jimmy Butler coming to Brooklyn, and like bringing another star over there, what do you think about that, Cole? No nice guy, Jimmy Butler, with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler would probably fit in, he's a scoring three slash four type player, um, I think we would rather get a, a four type though rather than a three because we're kind of crowded at that position. I feel you. I mean, because with all those young guys, it would definitely be good to hype a guy like Jimmy Butler. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't hurt with those young guys. But I think Brooklyn just needs a couple pieces, to be honest. They've just been doing, like, just smart shit. Just consistently. Yeah. Like, each time after they got rid of the regime where they just got fleeced all those years ago, like, they just make good decision after good decision. So, I trust them. Yeah. But the last thing on Philly, they get rid of Markel Fultz, who I am a known, if you, for whatever reason, listened to this a year back when we did draft season, I thought Markel Fultz was the truth. Clearly not in Philly. Off to, off to my uh, Orlando. So, uh, what do you guys think? Are you jumping on Orlando's bandwagon like you jumped on Fultz's bandwagon? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, at this point, at the end of the day, they do have Kevin Durant still on the basketball team in Jonathan Isaac. No, that was—I don't know what was the worst take <laughs> for the for Isaac. To be honest with you, at this point, yeah, I, I mean, at least Isaac can shoot. As like he, a at ball least Isaac is a player, somewhere. like a human being, like who plays basketball. Isaac is KD in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> well, Markel Fultz is going to unlock. What Jonathan Isaac can do. <laughs> Those two together are going to be incredible. <laughs> and Fred will be the person to talk into existence right now. Yeah, exactly. He's basically LeVar Ball's, you know. Yeah, I'm the LeVar Ball. Fultz. I'm LeVar to Fultz as, uh, as LeVar is to Lonzo. Like, it's, it's that situation. I just gas him up. Eventually he'll be fine. But no, seriously, I think in playing basketball where, like, literally nobody cares might help him. So, like, he can play his 25 minutes a night. Orlando can stink, and like nobody's calling for his head on Twitter because it's Game Three of the playoffs, and the Sixers have no point guard help. Yeah, my other thing is too with that. This is gonna sound kind of dumb, but he's he's not the number one pick anymore. 
He's an Orlando. He's, yeah. He's a, it's a whole different person. Exactly. As much as he was the number one pick and they got Sixers traded for him, it's the, Orlando's not the Sixers. They weren't the ones that picked, you know, picked him. Exactly. One he's just a guy. They're he's just, just a someone they actually traded for to get rid of some Simmons, who yep. actually was a good pickup for the Sixers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just shed more cash and kind of bring him into the future and see what happens. And this new regime with the Magic. And to be honest with you, the Magic are only about two games out of the eighth seed as well, and I don't think anyone here really would have. Is that a good that. thing though? Like, do you, do they want to have that many wins? Are they trying to develop uh, a young program still, or are they trying to like get better draft picks? I think there's also another element of I think Vucevic is a free agent this off season. Is he restricted, or is he? I want to say he's restricted. I mean, that's... either way, someone's gonna offer a max for an All Star. Unrestricted, yeah, he's unrestricted next year. But a max deal for Vucevic? Who get like? Uh, I think a team in New York, not named. Oh no! Is that? Is that? uh, We'll bring it. We'll talk later. A a team, a team that rhymes with the Schmicks. No, Uh, (laughs) but no. On the East, for the the Bucks and the Raptors also made deals, and I feel like the Bucks one is more under the radar, right? Because like, if you look at Miritich, he literally won games in the playoffs last year with New Orleans. Um, I I honestly think that's the best pickup of the whole trade deadline. Is that better than Tobias? Just I guess for value, right? Like what value wise and what you gave up, I think it's incredible. They traded for Stanley Johnson and tr- traded Stanley Johnson. Yeah. For Miritich. I'm looking. Yeah. So you give up Stanley Johnson, Denver second round, watch f- four second round picks. Jesus yeah. Fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> what are the Pelicans doing? For a guy that could honestly <laughs> could start for them if they really wanted to oh my throw, God. Like, throw some this crazy lineups. To go off topic, this, like, what is Del Dems doing? Does he really think he's going to make it out of, like, next offseason with his job still? He's making deals for four second-round picks? Like, I don't know. They're going to have, like, 20 picks by the year. Yeah, but what does Del Dems care? Like, he's not going to be there. <laughs> he's going to get fired. Like, I don't know, man. Score on in New Orleans. But no. And then the Raptors get Gasol, and then they just got Lynn in the buyout market. What do we think there? Well, Van Fleet's out for three to six weeks, too, so they kind of had to uh, add someone yeah. to be the point guard yeah. at the time. But I think it's a great great person to have um, as a Knicks fan. You've, you fell in love with Linsanity. Bro, listen. Years ago. It was the most incredible time. I still don't, to this day, I was watching highlights the other day. Like, how did that happen? Like, he was just putting, like, the beats, like, on good def- like good players consistently. It was wild. He beat out Kobe at the Garden. <laughs> it was I think crazy. He, what, he had 38 or something, and Kobe had 34. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. In, those, in those realms. But that was, at that time, there was no one... New Jersey or New York, that was a Knicks fan that wasn't in like, love with Lincoln yeah, New York like no had bullshit. his jersey. No bullshit. That might have been my favorite time as a Knicks fan, like literally in my life. Really? Like, born in 94. The only other team that was like more fun was the 50-whatever win team with Mike Woodson fucking, and uh, Mello and all those guys and Tyson Chandler. How and about I, the Amari Stoudemire punching a fire extinguisher? See, that's not fun. This isn't fun. They were in the playoffs, weren't they? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, am I wrong? He yeah. also broke it. It's funny. Yeah, that, all right. I get it. <laughs> all right. Is that not... It's a fun, though. Fun, funny. No? Uh, I guess there's it? a correlation there. I right? guess when you're not a Knicks fan, it's different. 
But no, so going through all these trades, we discussed all this stuff that goes on, and at the end of the day, the answer to the question of are the Warriors going to win it in four or five, right, is just pretty much the answer. It's just the question, right? That's what this comes down to. Um, I mean, they're like, who else would you put close to them right now? Like, I don't know, Cole, do you have a team that could, like, theoretically, like, push it to maybe six games? Like, I don't... <laughs> I think we gotta see how Toronto develops with mixing Gasol now. Yeah, I feel yeah because Kawhi. I feel like too. This whole year hasn't been like Kawhi Leonard. I mean, maybe he's saving uh, up for the playoffs. Yeah, on LeBron. Is he or is he just not fully into the season? I mean, I understand they're having a great year. He's also having a great year. Do you think his head's kind of just like? I'm going to go somewhere else already. Wherever this goes, this goes. He might be in this... You know, I'll save that for later because we're going to talk Clippers stuff a little bit later. But that's... that's. But to go to the West, like, it, like are the Thunder, like, a real team? Like, it, like is the Rockets, are the, are the Nuggets, like, these kinds of teams, can they beat the Warriors possibly? Like, if a, if a guy gets hurt, like, if Steph, like, twists his ankle or some shit? I would say... at. Right now, OKC is playing unbelievable. Paul yeah. George is... He's looking like a goddamn MVP out there. That it gives me hope for Hayward next year with yeah. with what Hayward could come back at, give it a whole nother year on top of that. But OKC, I, the, the Rockets aren't all there as much as Harden's having his 30-point streak. He's doing it when they're down a bunch of games and then... Yeah, I, I have seen him start this stat hunt. A little bit at the end of these games. It, it wasn't like that in the beginning because he was straight up averaging. And they were they were playing well, and then later on they started losing a couple yeah. of games here and there. And he's just he's out there just chucking them. Gotcha. So, dude, I'm looking for something just to like. I was looking at it yesterday. I want to say it was the 2012 like LeBron season compared to this Paul George season, and like Paul George is putting up like. His, obviously, career numbers, like, 26 points a game, shooting 41% from the three, shooting, like, 50% from, like, inside the arc or whatever. But then, and this goes into what we're about to talk about with the Lakers, but, dude, 2012 LeBron might have been, the, like, the best player ever. Like, because I looked at it, he was shooting 40% from three, 55% from the field. He was eight assists a game, eight rebounds a game, 28 a night, and playing... Second team all defense, second place in defensive player of the year, finals MVP, MVP of the league. Yeah, I mean... With like like 2.5 turnovers a game. Only thing that would hold him back, I think, is... uh, I mean, it's the same thing KD goes through, though. He's playing with an amazing team. Yeah. He's got all-stars around him. Yeah, but... I don't know. That might that just that's just for my money. One of the best, better uh, individual seasons performances but, you've ever seen. Yeah, just all year, bro. And that guy was like three hundred twenty-five pounds. Like, remember Miami LeBron? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at like fucking Charles Oakley out there. Oh, it was. I mean, what LeBron does sometimes is is incredibly, especially if you look at some of the people and rosters that he's had to play with without seeing the Heat with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, yeah. and the Kyrie and the Kevin Love. Um, years, so those—I mean, those teams are great. But some of the other teams, like look at the Lakers teams playing with right now. We're getting to that later, but that's that's just a bad team. But I want to bring up one more thing with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Do you see a team in the West giving them more trouble, or a team from the East giving them more of trouble in the finals slash playoffs? Yeah. All right, Cole, you you can go first there. Probably a Western team. Huh? So what what are you I, thinking? 
I think all the Western teams like step it up and play uh, to like another gear when it's the Warriors. I don't know because like if you look at the teams at the top in the West, like it's Denver, it's Portland. Denver, we haven't seen them do it ever in the playoffs. Then it's Portland, who we've seen them do it in the playoffs, who they consistently yeah, stink. Yeah, IT comes back. And the only one up there is OKC, I feel like. But I feel like all four teams at the top of the East are all better than the Nuggets and the Blazers. You would take the Celtics, Sixers, and Raptors over the Nuggets and the Blazers in a seven-game series? And Absolutely. What's up? And the Thunder? Uh, I'd take the Thunder. I would maybe I, against. I would take the Thunder over the East teams. Like if it was Thunder versus anyone in the East, I think I would give the Thunder the seven game series. Yeah, maybe. But like Paul George playing at this level, he might. The only team maybe, maybe the Raptors if Kawhi is like Kawhi Leonard defensively. I just didn't think they did enough on the uh, in the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Like Gasol's good, but also giving up Valachunas, you're you're swapping players at this point exactly. for. A Gasol at his age that honestly is is a little slow on the defensive end, and sometimes it be kind of gives him fits. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're we're see if Ibaka could kind of be that guy to to dominate. And I I think I saw this right before the Sixers have one win against all the Bucks, Raptors, and Sixers. Yeah, I think year. they were one and seven, right? It's, I mean, of course, Tobias just got there, and that's only one zero oh, and one sure. for the Celtics, but. Still, that the core of the team. That's as much as they're doing great. It's it, in clutch time. Sometimes B doesn't. Yeah, doesn't do what he should I, be doing. I feel like it's shot selection, really. Like you know what I mean. Like that's just really what it comes down to. Yeah, like last night against the Celtics, he what did he take eight or nine threes? That, like you don't need Joel Embiid taking eight threes. No, like, you need him taking three or four a game. Hit one or two. Maybe he gets hot, but no, nine threes is too many. And then in the press conference, he said that was my fault. I was I was lazy, or I wasn't all into it for three quarters. Mm-hmm. I don't want my all star, all pro, yeah, franchise player, the guy that's supposed to be all about the Sixers, saying that. Like if, saying he wasn't true, playing hard at the end of the game. Yeah. No, he said the first three quarters. He first wasn't three into quarters, it. rather. Yeah. What do you? It's literally the biggest game of the year so far for you guys. Yeah, and it's against the team that, like we just said, you never beat, like ever. It, but, so Cole would uh, would you do that in high school? Take take three quarters off and maybe maybe play the fourth quarter. You know, if if I play the quarter of the game, maybe I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying Ben Cole Ben's over here like just fucking teeing it up like <laughs> he saw that shit coming. <laughs> Yeah, how was your seat in the stands? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good one. It was a Honestly, good one. I. I think we got in for free since we were students. And, uh, Dude, I'll tell you, my seat in the stands was good for that one time that you did hit a shot over a future NBA player. Like, that, that is a real-life moment. I hit uh, two shots. Two shots. There we go. I'm selling you short. Cole, is there a way you can um, find that film for us? <laughs> we can throw it on the Twitter page. I, I, yeah, I need that broken down. Yeah, I need it. I need a film breakdown. Fred could give the film breakdown also of it. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Coach Mark. Yeah, no. Yeah, who did who did video back in the day? Was there, like, do we, do you have a guy for that? So we had video of, like, Andrew Bynum playing against all these friends of teams. Bro, we need, we need that deep cut footage. Deep cut footage of you with the pull-up trailing threes. There's a couple. 
couple of videos of me in the same screen as Carl <laughs> In the same screen, I love it. Wait, like camera screen or like you were like, covering yeah. the screen with him? No, like, like I was in the shot as he was. Ah, like you were sitting on the bench in the background. <laughs> Oh my god, man. But no, uh, for uh. Just kidding, I love you, Cole. <laughs> Cole on the court, screening near towns? Never, no. Um, so, but no, moving back to the NBA, where. If I was a betting man, where would I place my bets on Anthony Davis to play basketball next season? Like, day one, game one. Uh, is, did you just say Brooklyn? Yes. Wait, can you explain to me what they would give up for him? Because you would have to give up half your team, and then you would have to restart again. Yeah, we've done it once before. <laughs> Four first-round draft picks. No, but this time you could, pro- <laughs> you could protect the first-round draft picks. That is true. Protections on the Nets like picks? No. A top 31 protected. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But no, realistically, what would like a Nets package look like for AD? <sighs> Uh, D'Angelo would have to be a Levert, the European guy, Jared Allen, two first rounders. And then what does your team look like, man? Hooray, we have Anthony Davis. No, I don't don't think you have to give up all that. Could, could like, two firsts, D'Angelo, Levert, and Karukas get that done? I don't think they would want D'Angelo. They have Drew Holiday. Well, you would need the money to work. Uh, he's a restricted free agent next year. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you would sign and trade him. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, you can't do the signing trades anymore. It's, like, stupid. They changed that rule for whatever That part reason. of the stupid CBA. Yeah, it's the new CBA to, like, keep guys at home. But And the same thing with the Supermax. Like, AD's not taking it. Like, nobody has taken the Supermax but two guys. And both of those guys... Both of their teams are re- like already regretting it with Chris Paul and John Wall. Yeah, the John Wall thing is... I Dude, I think I had an argument with someone in college trying to explain to him why I didn't think John Wall was as good as people thought he was. I basically, mean, he was good. Basically, no. Well, okay. <laughs> he, said, he said no. He was bad the whole time. He wasn't bad. He did The evolution of the NBA, what it is today, is not what John Wall is. Mm-hmm. He's basically a smaller Ben Simmons is what I think he is. But I mean, he, he could, could shoot. shoot. Yeah. He could shoot, yes, but the way he plays is kind of the way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to shoot the whole time. He doesn't look to shoot to three. And He's it's, just looking to go up and down the floor. And when you pay Otto Porter money and Bradley Beal's also there, that team just isn't good. Yeah, God damn, that, that transitions nicely into the teams that like either have no plan or are very bad on purpose. Well, we gotta. Where did you think? Oh, oh true, true, true. We um, well, actually, the better question: Where do you think he, the Pelicans will trade him to, and where do you think he'll go after that? Something tells me that Danny Ainge is gonna like put his chips in the middle of the table for this. Like, this is the guy, and he's gonna try to build his team and say, "We have Jason Tatum, who just hit a three, who during a game that." doesn't really matter to anybody who actually listens to this because it will have happened already, but that's neither here nor there. So he, I think he wants Tatum, Anthony Davis, and Kyrie. And then you have the last years of Horford and what have you. So, but I believe the Pelicans kind of already said it's... Like you would need Tatum and Tatum has to be part of the deal. <sighs> would you do it as a Celtics fan? Would you give up Tatum? 
Um, and like a package? Only on the condition that Anthony Davis already signs a deal past 2020. Mm-hmm. Is you the only that, way. The um, I kind of see that. I was listening to the radio, I forgot what radio station it was, it was terrible radio. But they said Tatum in a blog. There was a report that he already kind of told the Celtics that he's willing to go to New Orleans because he wants to be the guy somewhere and he doesn't really want to. That's the Kobe effect, man. That's Kobe's finest work in this league. It's just like ruining young players. Is is that his finest work or telling Tatum to take long tubes? Yeah, like all of it. Just like the Jason Tatum experience as a Celtics fan is some of Kobe's best work. Okay, so you're saying he's going to go to the Celtics? I got a feeling he's in Boston, and then we'll see from there. It really comes down to what Kyrie, KD, and all those like free agents do coming out. What's he going to do, but... Yeah, I have a fear he goes to the Celtics. They give up Tatum, maybe even Brown, and lose him. And they lose him next year. And that'd be that would be chaos. Yeah, so I don't. <laughs> I'm sure Danny's not gonna do it when he knows that he's just gonna leave. But we're we'll see what happens. Uh, Lakers is kind of where I think he wants to go. Well, yeah, I mean that was the Paul George thing, though. You never know. You the never know. could just like turn around and be like, "All right, motherfucker, trade you the Kings for like two picks." Buddy Hield, and like second rounder. <laughs> yeah, Cole. Any uh, any thoughts other than you're hoping he goes to Brooklyn? Um, I think we uh, left out the Knicks here as a, as a possibility. <sighs> but the thing is, with the Knicks, is they're gonna have to give up the number one pick. Yeah. Would you only... rather give up the number one pick to have Anthony Davis, but then you only have a one max spot again, yeah. or get two max spots and the number one pick? Yeah. I don't know. What would you rather have? <sighs> That's pretty What cool. would you rather have, or what do you know the Knicks are going to do? Uh, can you <laughs> give me both answers, please? Uh, well, the Knicks are going to trade for Anthony Davis, and he's going to get hurt and not play for them. Oh, Cole, why, why are you so mean-spirited, man? I'm like, I'm sitting right here. Like, what are we doing? That's just the Knicks. But you do. don't got to be like that. I mean... Come on. Like, we can't have some hope as a fan base that we're actually going to get the number one pick and we'll do something smart with it and take Zion and then get two free agents because as a Knicks fan, I don't want... Like, it's not that I don't want Anthony Davis. I don't want everything, like, the package it's going to take to get him. We're going to have to give up the whole... Like, everything. Like, no. Why would I trade for a guy that I can sign two of of a similar caliber. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you guys... Or are you going to sign, like, D'Angelo Russell and Tobias Harris? Oh, my God. Don't say that, because, like, I feel like plan A should obviously be Kyrie and Kevin, like, and KD, um, which I, I feel like that's a pipe dream. Like, we've had cap space before. Like, LeBron was a free agent when we had cap space, and it just didn't fucking matter at all. So... I feel like plan B would be some combination of getting if Boogie starts to look more like the Boogie Cousins we know throughout the second half of the season, bring him to New York. I don't give a shit. Give him the four-year max. And then just bring Kevin Walker to town. And then try to get a third guy like Tobias Harris in there and then build around that squad. With Zion Williamson? Hmm. That was my next thing too. Like so, realistically, Kemba and Boogie's what 
you're kind of looking for him to get. Yeah, and it wouldn't be that worth. It wouldn't because I think re-signing Kemba for the Hornets would be bad because they give him the five years extra, and he's already what like thirty-one, some shit. So, but in New York, we give him the four-year deal. Everybody would love him. I have Boogie as the pick and roll option. You have Zion on the wing, and then we have other pieces like Dotson is a piece. Trier can score. So, like if we get the number one pick, fact check Kemba's twenty. Fact check. Ooh, did you Google it? Even better for me. Just Google it. Just Google it. Um, <laughs> so you, I'm guessing at this point, um, you love the the Mavs trade. Uh, I. The only reason I don't love it is because I read something that. The Knicks, like, other teams didn't even know he was available. No. They which did this, isn't great. They did this under wraps basically the entire time. But so, before we get into this, did I not did I not call Luka Donich being what he is? You right did. Now? You did. And I had recently listened to an interview where the, this dude in Europe saw it, like, played with him. He was, like, a grown man. This guy, Billy Barron. And he's talking, and he's, like, calls up Woj, like, four years ago when Luka was, like, 16 playing with Real Madrid. And he's, like, yeah, the number one pick is over here. Like when he's red, like when he's old enough, like he's the best player I've ever seen. It's so I was definitely wrong on that one because I thought he would be good. I just didn't know he would be like could be a top ten player in the league. Good. Did you see his recent comments? He had in an interview. I think it was like last week. He said it's easier to score in the NBA than it is oh, in yeah. Europe. But did you read the basis of it? Because it makes sense. Yeah, because it's just like a different style of game. Well, there's there's a three defense of three seconds in the NBA. Yeah, there isn't in Europe. Okay, so it's like college. You can run like a, just a big motherfucker in the lane. You play zone and you put someone in lane. Also, hand checking legal in Europe. Oh, is it still legal? I didn't even know that. And then NBA. It's, a lot of stuff still legal in Europe. Hey, mm-hmm. It's not the only thing legal in Europe. Boom! Ah! Folks, but no. <laughs> but Koza, as our probably the the best basketball player on this podcast. Or say arguably. Do you think that would make the NBA a lot easier? Ben Ben is saying arguably. We are not saying arguably. Uh, I think me and Ben are arguing against each other. Yeah, literally. For each other. Um, you guys are just two gentlemen. It's like Cole's like, no, Ben, you're better. And he's like, Cole, no, I'm telling you. You're more, you're better than me. No. It's like the South Park episode when everyone wants to lose the baseball game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was just fucking watching that. It's like, okay, baseball for the rest of the summer. They're like, what the fuck? Like, no one wants to do that. <laughs> but Cole, can you understand kind of like what Luca was saying, how he thinks that NBA is uh, a little easier to score on? Yeah, it's like playing like school basketball versus or like travel basketball. Refs don't call anything. Yeah. And I did hear that too about Europe where like it's grown-ass men, so it's like you'll just cut down the lane and you'll get an elbow in the chest. You look at the ref and he's like, the fuck you want me to do about that, bro? Like, <laughs> and China's even nastier. China, they just get the clothesline going down the paint. It's, it's, it's just a show in China. Like, whatever it comes it, down didn't to. Didn't Jimmer put up like a 70 spot or something? Yeah, like, it's just like, it's like the Shanghai show. games in a row. Yeah, exactly. Well, those scores are like 180 to like 160 yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like when you put the sliders up in 2K, you're like, I'm just going to score. Yeah, exactly. No one's stopping me here. Bro, we're gonna have to do a segment one time, and we're just gonna read off scores of of uh, CBA basketball uh, final scores. But until then, Ben, as the resident Duke fan here, who is the best player on the team this year? 
Um, I've tried to have this argument with, with multiple people. Um, right now, give me the right answer, please. Give me the it's, correct one. Right now, it's RJ Beck. No, what are you doing? It's RJ Right now, if I'm building a team, I think I would pick RJ Beck. You're going to take Mr. 5 for 22 from the field? I, did you see the Virginia game? I don't care what else he did. Oh. That Virginia team is unbelievable. In UVA, he started off like 4 for 4, 5 for 5 from 3. That's, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Kid's got an unbelievable Euro step. He's a lefty. I don't know. I feel like his attitude like isn't... like I don't know. I just feel like he knows who his, his godfather is. Who is it? It's, Talk, it's Steve Nash. Uh, is that a good thing? Canadian? He's also Canadian. So, but he doesn't have any Steve Nash. Andrew Wiggins is Canadian. Point taken. There you go. So is Anthony Bennett. Oh, boy. Now, nah, man, oh, boy. Why have I got to bring uh, the Bennett man? Hey, he's in a D-League. And Jason Bennett. Oh, my God. This is... Hall of Famer. Dude, it's like a roller coaster for Canadian athletes. <laughs> We're on a roll. Anyone else got one? Yeah, yeah, no. Who? Uh, Wayne Gretzky. Well, now you just gonna start naming fucking guys. <laughs> oh, his hockey player's not on the docket. So yeah, I don't think I don't think we can illegal. Yeah, no, because it, it's not gonna go up and down anymore. It'll just be a, like a fucking flat line of, of just everybody from Canada is good at hockey. But, can I take the side of Cam Reddish? Yeah, you can. I feel like you'd be wrong. Yeah, but you can. I don't know. Zion does these things where like he blocks the ball, dude. I, not to. <laughs> Did you, I'm, the thing everybody saw, he jumped fucking, like literally he left the he left the ground one step out of the paint and blocked the dude's shot. Like, yeah, that's it, stupid. It was probably one of the more incredible. That's stupid. But no, he's so like, block. and he's got this weird touch around the rim that it's like super soft, even though he's so big and he just like takes one dribble, puts his shoulder down, and then just like poop right in the hoop. Yeah, I just we're see. What what if it's like the Ben Simmons thing where what if he never develops a jump shot? He already has it though. I feel like Simmons in college like shot but he was never decent enough where like like guys are covering him outside. Like he just hits these stare down threes every once in a while. He'll hit you with a jab step and then like you don't move and then he just swishes it in your face, which what the fuck are you gonna do then? Cool. I think he became a worse shooter. Since college, who Zion became a worse shooter. Oh, I thought I was talking Ben Simmons. Oh yeah, no, I, Ben Simmons. I kind of agree shoot with, with that also. Hand. He's also shooting with the wrong hand. He's not left-handed. Well, he, do you want to bring that up, or I don't? No, I, no let's not get into that. Okay, we're <laughs> gonna save that for another day because I have I have many things that I have to say about that. <laughs> we, that. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll do save podcast. We'll save it for our next episode. Um. So I guess... But no, moving forward, we have two last items here. It's teams that are currently bad, but not terrible. And they could possibly be very good in, like, literally just next year. We'll start with the team that traded away Tobias. Like, what do you like about what the Clippers are doing, Ben? What are you... Uh, they're stacking up picks. So many picks. They still have Doc Rivers, who I think is still an unbelievable coach. Is he a good coach? He did say the other day, like, not a bad coach by any means, but he did say the other day they were running three plays in the game against Boston. They won, though. They did. Like, just three plays? Like, I don't know. But no. Um, the thing with the Clippers is um, Doc was never a fan of rebuilds. He basically asked to leave Boston because he didn't want to do the rebuild. Gotcha. I guess now 
he's kind of at the point where he either has to be part of this rebuild or do you think someone's going to sign him again as a coach? Because I feel like he's kind of towards the end of... Yeah, I don't, I don't see him getting another question guy. Mark. Wait, what's that called? Next question mark. No, I... No. Not F- Fizdale is going to turn into Brett Brown here. That, yeah, that's the one thing. Just part of the process. Just early. quickly on Brett Brown. Like, that's got to suck. He's, like, it, it couldn't... It, the Sixers could go on a dynasty run and win, like, two out of five titles. And his record at the end of it will still be, like, 650 and, like, 595. Even though he won, like, two titles just because his winning percentage was, like, 8%. Yeah, to leave it at this <laughs> last point, um, Brett Brown will either be fired or they win the championship this year. I don't. I personally don't think there's an in-between for Ooh, him. Oh, so you think he's not back next year? I think if he doesn't show that he can coach, if he doesn't get to the finals, he doesn't get to a game seven. Of like the at least I'm kind of retracting where I'm going here. But <laughs> We're pulling it back here. <laughs> he's He's got to show that he's a good coach. <clears throat> Brad Stevens outcoached him last year when they should have beat a Kyrie and Haywardless Celtics team. Yeah. Absolutely, and that when team. you lose four, not even lose, you lose four to, four to one. Yeah, which is I, I thought it was tough, tough for him. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, let's go to stay on the Clippers here. I think the Zubak was good to have. Dude, he's I. You're not gonna convince me he's bad at basketball. No, Zubak. I like him. He's like I really like, good. I really like Shamit. I like the young kid. I believe they have from Kentucky, the point guard, Shea Gilgis. Shea. Shea, very good, small. I mean, he'll put on some weight and put on some muscle, but he kid's relentless. He's got that, like, wiry build to him, though. I feel like if, when he puts on strength, he won't get, like, wide. He'll still be, like, big and lanky, good defensively, mm-hmm. but, like, stronger. Yeah, I've seen him. I've watched a couple Clippers game, and he um, he's a relentless. He'll go out the rim. He doesn't really care who's there, who's yeah. going to stop him. He's he's going to go. And they he don't was really... working the Celtics, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he played well. I mean, anyone, he's kind of played well. And there's not really anyone behind him that's mm-hmm. going to take his spot or who Doc is going to favor more. And, I mean, Doc's a point guard. He helped make Rondo who he is today. Gotcha. I think he's going to help Shea kind of mm-hmm. turn himself into one of the better, younger point guards in the NBA. But it'll be interesting to see. The real team, I think, that made out like a killer that I think is going to be good very soon is going to be the Mavs. It's got to be, right? Like, what if, like, because with KP and Luka, KP's not going to play the rest of the year, right? That, that's that's a given. Yeah, they're not close to the and playoffs. Don't waste them. If you miss the playoffs, hopefully, like, the Mavs, like, they don't have a pick this year, right? If if I read it correctly, if it's it's top, like, seven or eight protected. Got you. And so they're if right they fall, on that range right now. Well, I feel like they're like a little closer to maybe like ten or eleven. They have like thirty wins or some shit, right? They're yeah, because I was looking at it before. They they have to lose a lot, which yeah. which they're not going to. Just no. having Doncic on the team, he's gonna just win you games. And I think I don't think they really want that. I mean, they're gonna get rid of Barnes's contract. They got yeah, they already got they rid got, of it. Yeah, got rid of it. I'm sorry to yeah. the uh, Sacramento Kings, which I thought was a great pickup for a, uh, yeah. a team making the playoffs. The rare like win win trade. Yeah, no, it was very good. It got Barnes' contract off, and they also got DeAndre Jordan's contract mm-hmm. off. And mm-hmm. I believe, is Tim Hardaway's contract expiring? No, well? it sure isn't. Oh, <laughs> not good. It's the second year of a four-year, $77 million contract. But that's another thing, like a Fultz deal, where getting him out of a huge market, that offered him something that he wasn't even yeah, I mean, Tim destined was good. to have. 
And Tim was going to be overpaid for him because Phil Jackson is Phil Jackson. And then he only has to be the fourth guy. If they could bring a guy in that yeah. is a max contract, that's a, a score also with KP. Kevin who Durant. said? What if Kevin Durant goes to Dallas? Oh, don't don't get me started. I I'm not doing this. I have a theory. He's getting there. Cole, oh, Cole's hurt it already. Well, let's. I, well, shit, shit. We're on the match. We got an extra maybe five five. So, do you not make more money because there's no tax if you go to Texas? Yeah, obviously no state income tax. Did KD give the unicorn the name the unicorn, aka KP? Mm. Mm. Does he not have respect for him already? Mm. That would easily be my favorite team. Like, not like I'd still be a Knicks fan, but that would be easily my favorite team. Imagine a lineup. Oh God, who would play? Like you would have. I think Tim Hart went to Texas. I think, and he went to Texas. Yeah, UT. Yeah, I mean he's from he's from Maryland, Maryland but I don't think he wants to go. <laughs> he's not going to the fucking Wizards. But <laughs> that would be that would be nuts if he because it would be Luca uh, Hardaway. Kevin fucking Durant, and then throw someone in a front and court of KP. KP and a front court, yeah. and you would either you would just play small with KP at the five. What about like a Kevin Love on a a friendly deal coming off an injury that wants to join a, a potential West team? No, you can add another four. K- KP Durant, at the five and, Ke- and Kevin Love. You wouldn't play that. Wouldn't be the time. I feel like that might work in the front court with KP and Love. Like, that might be the move if they can't sign a big free agent. Maybe you trade for Kevin Love and you have Luka distributing it to two highly skilled frontcourt guys. I feel like I just had a good idea. Oh, we're going to mark this one down. This is <laughs> totally like possible here. I feel like that, I feel like that was a good idea. But, yeah, they, they have a max slot. Dallas could do um, a lot of different things. I'm just kind of interested to see who would kind of want to go and play with. Uh, two European dudes that are super young that have kind of not sure where exactly that team's going with like some other guys. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I go. Cole, you got any teams that either help themselves or just tanking and not sure what they're doing? Um, that's picked up Greg Monroe. Um, not really sure what they're doing there. Yeah, that's the classic that's the classic uh, tweet from Ben the other day on the trade deadline day where he says uh, it's you hate to see a guy get traded for cash considerations. You you just it's just like I feel bad for his family. Like his son has to watch Sports Center and see on the bottom like Greg Monroe traded for cash considerations. But you you want to know how much cash is, right? Cuz you want to know what your value is. Yeah, like how much? Like how do you I thought it was a second round pick. No, like I was just reading it on the uh, on ESPN.com. It literally just says fucking cash considerations. Like, is awesome. that like is that sandwiches? Like, if that's forty five, if that's fifty thousand dollars, like, how do you transfer that? Do you do you, like do you Venmo that? Uh, you just send a do I cash money, out you two million money order? This is what Toronto, so you gotta. No. Money order by uh, yeah, it's like funny Toronto. money too. It's coming from Canada. Like what the. <laughs> That's nuts. Um, I mean, Lakers, I guess we're see. I We'll do some quick takes here. Lakers make the playoffs, yes or no, Fred? First, uh, yeah, I just I can't bet against LeBron until he gives me a reason not to. And to be fair, he almost did last night, having Trey Young just, like, dribbled directly past him. He did the, like, I'm going to take one slight step to the left play and dribble past you and just lay it in. 
It's the LeBron I was flummoxed. It's the I hate my teammates. Let me get to the All Star break before I kill someone. Yeah, LeBron had no answer for the dribble straight past him play last night. But until he actually doesn't make the playoffs, I can't see him not making the playoffs. Yeah, Cole. Yes or no? Um. Yeah, I think they have to make the playoffs. Yeah, because the two teams in front of them, like the Clippers, were in front of them for a while. They're not going to be in front of them forever. And and it's the Kings. So, I don't know. I feel like we should finish on this. We did mostly NBA today. The the tournament is coming. March is coming. And even though Ben is in Pennsylvania, I live in Jersey, so does Cole. We have our sports books ready. We're going to give picks. We're going to do gambling stuff for college basketball. But we wanted to start off. We had a lot of NBA news today, so we stuck there. Um, Cole, do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, nothing. Ben, anything else? I think that's about it. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. Go on our Twitter page. Exactly. You want to you want to shout out the Twitter page? Do you have the Do you have the app? It's at the third rotation. That's it. No podcast after it. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, go. Uh, we're gonna post it there when we get this up. We're gonna add some shit to it, and then uh, have a good night, everybody. Cole, it was good talking to you, my man. It was a pleasure being on this podcast with you. All right, I'll hang up and listen, all right?